0: What is up. Welcome to episode 236. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. Communities with shared interests, values, thoughts, and attitudes encourage us to live better, to strive for more, and focus on the results we're looking for, creating a sense of belonging, acceptance, understanding, and inspiration. This is exactly what you get from joining my free Discord community, Motivated Minds. On top of this, this group enables me to interact with each of you real-time for more in-depth conversations. Click the link in the show notes to join today. See you all in the group. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Do you find yourself sighing in relief that the week is over? We often let negative occurrences and urgencies overwhelm us throughout the week. This can cause us to overlook or forget the simple things we need to do to stay positive and fulfilled. What would happen if we chose to finish our week on a positive note? Luckily, how we end our week is entirely within our control. So how can we finish our week strong? What are some tactics and habits that we can build into our weeks to walk into the weekend feeling accomplished and energized? Number one, have the hard conversations. This means internal and external. Let's start with the external portion first. Maybe the boundaries we've set with someone were crossed this is an opportunity to hit it head on before it becomes a pattern and interrupts our bandwidth and balance. Maybe there's someone in our network or circle that has continually been negative, affecting our ability to see clearly and focus on the positives. If this is someone that is notorious for this behavior, it's time to part ways. If this is a new behavior from them, Maybe it's time to check in and see how they're doing. In the short term, most people dislike honesty. But eventually, most individuals come to the realization that honesty is the fastest way to grow. Now, of course, that takes some people longer than others to realize. But ultimately, most people appreciate honesty. People prefer good news, but people respect honesty give it to them. On the internal side, there are some questions and reflections we should ask ourselves in perpetuity. These questions allow us to continually expand on our self-awareness and identify our triggers, our fears, or lack of accountability. Some of the questions are, what situations result in me running away from my responsibilities? What situations tend to lend me to a place of blaming others? This takes us through the process of breaking down the when, where, and why. When in doubt, always pause. Slow down to take it all in and analyze it. On the productivity side, we can ask ourselves, have I addressed my most critical tasks? What do I want to congratulate myself on? How do I feel? The key with addressing this material is that it's not only beneficial for us short term, but it ensures these things do not linger into the weekend. This becomes a compounding event if we do. Once it lingers and we allow it to flow into our weekend, we struggle to be present. This can be a dangerous cycle. The idea here is that we're tracking our behaviors. These can be new or old behaviors. The key is that we log the number of times we perform these behaviors. This way, we can compare our goals with the outcome and start to understand what may be getting in the way. When we then align this with how it interrupts our growth, it then brings a greater attention and urgency to correct that behavior. Just as having hard conversations with those around us can be beneficial, so can having the hard conversations with ourselves. The more we avoid this, the greater suffering we go through. Number two, skip it or analyze it. Now, some of you are probably thinking, wait, what? Haven't you said to prioritize the most important and difficult task first? Yes. However, it's been important all week and it's still not done. This is an opportunity for us to be honest and upfront with ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, is it as mission critical as we think? If yes, why? Is it going to get done before the end of the week? If yes, how? What steps are we going to take to ensure it gets addressed, and by when? If it's not mission critical, we need to remove it from our list. We need to skip it. There are two critical interruptions that a pushed-off-to-do will cause. One, we start to feel overwhelmed because naturally, our list starts getting longer and longer and longer. Two, we start to blur the lines of those must-haves and nice-to-haves, meaning it becomes increasingly difficult to delineate the mission-critical items from the not-so-critical items. So what can we do instead? Prioritize what can get done. Here's what this does. It allows us to feel a sense of accomplishment. It's better to complete the things we can get done, rather than running around in circles struggling to gain any traction at all. It's wildly more satisfying knocking things off the list and creating space for something new next week. Now, the critical thing here is that we use this pivot only if we get stuck. The last thing we want is to use this strategy right out of the gate as a way to just check off the boxes. And then when we find ourselves at the end of the week and we haven't addressed anything critical that will move the needle, this strategy should be used as a backup. Now, this concept is nothing new. As a child, you might have been told a similar concept, something like do the easy questions first. By getting the easy questions out of the way, you'd feel more confident about the test and have more time to think about the tougher questions. Questions. This concept can be brought into our weeks. The idea is that we are fueled leading in to the weekend. Number three, make time. Sure, we can't technically produce more time, but we can manage our time to where it creates greater efficiency, making it seem like we have more time. For example, if you found yourself in meetings all week. Give yourself a 60 or 90 minute block of time. Now, you might be wondering, what should I do with this block of time? This can act as an opportunity to overhaul a broken piece of our daily or weekly system. Maybe your week was hectic. This is an opportunity to use this chunk of time to advance creative work. This is an opportunity to step away from chaos in exchange for clarity. So let's dive into some tangible ways that we can use this block of time. We can use this opportunity to start tomorrow. What do I mean by that? Make a list of everything you need to get done tomorrow. Your most critical tasks. This allows us to have a clear vision, intentions, and goals for the following day. Ensuring that we don't just spend our days aimlessly wandering. And by the time we realize what pattern we've gotten into, the end of the week is upon us. This also has a way of motivating us to get out of bed the next day. This means that rather than being anxious or stressed about what tomorrow might bring, we wake up with a clear vision, an understanding of what needs to be tackled for the day. Next, this is an opportunity to ask ourselves, what could I improve about my week? Maybe the reason we've been so swamped, exhausted, and pushing off our most critical tasks is because we need support. Luckily, technology can help. Technology has now gotten to the point where we can automate a number of things in our lives, from appointments scheduling, auto-shipping items using Google Docs and Sheets or Apple Files to link documents and devices, setting reminders on smart devices or our phones to paying bills. There are a number of options and resources. These apps allow us to set and forget the repetitive things in our lives. And when this happens... We no longer need to dedicate the time and energy to them, which frees us up to focus on the most critical tasks. It is imperative that we understand what our time is worth and ask ourselves, is this worth my time and energy? There's a great quote by Ramit Sethi that's fitting here. Stop asking $3 questions and start asking questions. Now, this quote is more around finances. However, the meaning is still relevant for what we're discussing here today. So let's break this down. The point of this quote is to get us thinking and focusing on the big wins instead, rather than worrying about the $5 we spend on our favorite latte three times a week. If we focus ...on the $30,000 questions in our lives. We no longer need to waste the effort of over-analyzing whether or not we can swing the $5. So, how is this relevant in the context of time and energy? We spend an ungodly amount of time and energy worrying about the $5 decisions in our lives. Most of the time, the defensive decisions. What we need to be doing is spending the time and energy thinking and jumping on offensive decisions, the ones that propel us. For example, if you have the ability financially to have someone clean your house or do yard work or clean your apartment, it may be financially beneficial that you hire externally rather than take your valuable time that could be put to better use for greater ROI. Working on tasks and projects creates a bigger return on your life. That means that we focus on those bigger returns, not the small things. The dollar amount may seem like it's more, but when we look at input and output reward, it might make more sense to hire someone else to do a certain task, allowing us to focus on those $30,000 questions. Number four, go off script. Small changes equal big impact. It can be boring doing the same thing over a long period. Therefore, injecting some excitement into our week can be energy-inducing. This ultimately means that we should take the opportunity to step outside of our routine. So, What does this look like? Maybe it's doing a midday workout. Maybe it's working from a coffee shop. Maybe it's having lunch with an old colleague. Maybe it's cooking a new meal you've wanted to try. Maybe it's taking an online course you've been eyeing. Maybe it's listening to a new podcast during your commute. Now, why is this break-in routine helpful? I thought you've mentioned getting into routines, not breaking them. Balance is the most critical thing in our lives. This means balancing how we spend our time. Part of our routine can be breaking our routine for healthier outcomes. And this is because being in a new environment or breaking our constant flow can lead to new ideas, greater creativity, and new perspectives. So in other words, we can still have a solid foundation of routines and rituals, but part of those rituals should be breaking the norm. When we break these routine chains, we allow our minds to explore, which means we inevitably allow ourselves to enter a creative state. This could mean we are able to solve a problem we previously struggled with, This could mean coming to an epiphany around our schedule and going about it in a completely different way. The point is, because we break this habit train of doing the same thing over and over again, we force our bodies and minds to seek alternative routes. This leads us to new thought patterns and observations. Shaking up our routine helps us to find new energy sources. Number five, clock out. As I mentioned earlier, balance is one of the most critical things in our lives to focus on. Now, of course, we cannot always be perfectly balanced and aligned. But the idea is that we seek balance in the moments we feel off. Many of us are guilty of overworking, sitting in front of a screen for far too long, getting into the office early and leaving late. Life has a tendency to flash before our eyes faster and faster with each year that passes. We need to continually be aware of this and ensure we don't miss the things passing us by. My grandmother had a saying that she frequently shared with me. She'd say, make sure to stop and smell the roses. Now, surely she didn't come up with this. But she made it a point to always remind me of its meaning, which is priceless and precious in a world that only tends to speed up. Stopping to smell the roses is an act of appreciation and recognizing the source of the goodness in our lives. It means taking time to recognize the daily moments that bring us joy and really seeing what causes those emotions. I believe it's critical that each of us weekly check in with ourselves to see if we're getting caught in the current of time. Let this be a reminder to get outside. Enjoy some fresh air in nature. Go explore. Go sightseeing. Go on a random adventure. Connect with an old friend. Go somewhere you've always wanted to go. Eat somewhere new. If you're a leader, in an organization, or own a company, tell everyone to sign off. Let them enjoy time with their family and friends. For most people, leaving or signing off at 3 p.m. can feel like a three-day weekend. And remember, make sure you are stopping to smell the roses. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into how to finish your week strong. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at motivated underscore Mind and on Facebook at TheMotivatedMindPodcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. motivated mind is a legacy division.